Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Ali Corman, Ed Carson here with a look at the market for Friday, April 21st, where we saw a pretty quiet week ahead of next week's big week for earnings. Yeah, it was a pretty quiet week, but uh, get ready to get your rest because it's going to be coming in here. But I want to take a look at three stocks that are uh, showing interesting action, Arista Networks, TJX, and J.P. Morgan Chase. All right, let's do that. But first, let's take a look at the major indexes. So today, the NASDAQ up one-tenth of a percent. Same for the S&P 500 and Dow, essentially all uh, similar percentage gains today. The Russell 2000 essentially flat on the day, just slightly higher heading into the close. So if we look at the NASDAQ here, we can see this continuation of the sideways action that we've seen over the last couple of weeks in relatively quiet volume. And now we've traded sideways essentially long enough to where we now have a touch of that 21 day line for the nasdaq right at that round number of 12,000. but as you said it, it's going to be a big week next week with all of those major earnings reports from some of the biggest names or most of the biggest names on wall street and that could provide a big catalyst for the broader market yeah, there's like Microsoft, uh, Google, there's Meta Platforms, Amazon. And I, I I was looking around just very quickly and found another 15 quality stocks that are in or around buy zones, plus dozens of others and hundreds of others that are reporting. Uh, you know, this week was interesting. I mean, it's like, well, not that interesting, to be honest. But, uh, you know, we tried to move out a earlier on. So that's that's part of the, you know, and then we faded again. But ultimately, the market, we didn't really go anywhere uh, once again held support. So we didn't, we're not sort of, we're in a very tight range. And then we have the broader range that you're sort of drawing out the sort of the highs from there. There's the 50 day line. That's not that far away on the downside. So we could, we could easily, you can imagine also that the market tumbles on earnings on one day, surges the next day. So it could be that we end up range bound. It's just with a lot more volatility. So there's not a guarantee yeah. that we get out of this rut. Probably just won't be so tight uh, anymore, but uh that's that's what's going on. Again, buying opportunities. You just have to remember, this is not a wild bear market. It's not January. It's certainly not 2020. Maybe we'll get a big, strong bull market at some point. But right now, sideways, uh, a lot of stocks that tried to break out didn't do so well this week or in the last few weeks. Mm -hmm. And let's also take a look at the S&P 500 while we're here on the weekly chart, because we have seen some tight closes over the last couple of weeks for the S&P as well, although it looks like it's been moving maybe a little bit higher versus sideways, but it too is now getting pretty close to its highs from early February, maybe a little bit of resistance there, but uh, I guess, uh, Ed, it's good maybe that we didn't break out this week and then tumble on earnings next week. Maybe that's a, at least what we can say. Yeah, it's probably a good, it is probably a good thing because you just don't know. It's like, sometimes you say that I hate to see breakouts just before earnings at times because it's like, well, what do you do? Do you buy it or, and, or do you let them sail by? Uh, so, yeah. So, look, in hindsight, if we, you know, if in a couple of weeks from now, we're surging higher, everybody will look back and go, boy, this was a great time. Everything rested. Things were setting up. There were handles. There was tight patterns, uh, pullbacks. But we just don't know how it's going to turn out. So, yeah, it's probably for the best that you can keep your exposure light and wait for things to happen. And then, and then we'll, we can see if the market really provides a lot of opportunities. All right. Well, we'll see what next week brings. Here's a look at the Dow's, your DJIA, some quiet action this week 
as well for the blue chip index pulling back after touching that 34,000 level. And here's IWM uh, upside reversal here today. So coming off lows, but basically finishing flat on the day, it's been stuck in a range. And you know what we're also seeing? It's, it's not a technical signal that we hang our hats on, but it is interesting to note that IWM here, which tracks the Russell 2000, is seeing a death cross with that 50-day line rolling over and now below the 200-day line. So just further underscoring the weakness that we've seen here for the Russell. Yeah, obviously there's a lot of issues with uh, banks. That's a big part of why the Russell's struggling. It is coming off lows, but it has a long way to go. Mm -hmm. So speaking of, let's uh, let's take a look at some bank-related ETFs. Here's XLF, which has made improvements this week up 1%. It's getting close to those uh, converging moving averages. But KRE, this is the regional bank ETF. This looks like it's setting up an L pattern, which is a shorting pattern that some traders use. Yeah, not great. I mean, there was some did very well, some did not with banks. It's just that there's some long-term issues for banks. It may not be a bank crisis, but there's a lot of reasons why you might think a lot of banks, but not one bank maybe that we'll talk about, <laughs> but uh, but a lot of banks may struggle uh, for an extended period, at least as stocks. Mm -hmm. And let's take a look at RSP. This is the equal weighted ETF. So Tight action right around the 50-day line here. It's still well off of its early February high. So we're continuing to see issues with breadth. Maybe that changes next week, Ed, depending on how the earnings reports shake out. Obviously, uh, a lot hinges on that. Yeah, this is just a perfect example of the breadth. Things have gotten better, but it's not really good. I mean, it's like in if you could see that decisively move above the 50-day line, it'd probably be a pretty strong sign that breadth is improving and maybe a lot of opportunities are out there. So definitely worth watching uh, going forward in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And maybe it's a, it's a signal for improving breadth in the short term, like a rally for, for a couple of weeks, maybe not an all, all clear, yeah. it, you know, who knows? It could be the start of uh, the next major run where uh, making money is easy, we don't know that, but it could at the very least be a signal uh, for a shorter term rally. So we'll we'll be keeping tabs on that. We also want to take a look at ITB. This is the home construction ETF. Uh, pretty big week here for home construction related stocks with this ETF up 5% on the week and looking actionable. I don't know about ex extended at this point, maybe getting a, on the on the extended side. Um, but what do you think, Ed, about the action here? Yeah, it was really great action. It was actionable earlier in the week, maybe not so much now. I mean, there's a lot of nice volume. Uh, there are some builders coming in next week, so that could move it around. So it'd be, mm -hmm. if this pulled back or calmed down a little bit, might do well. This is obviously the home housing group is really leading the market right now, surprisingly, but that's what's going on. Okay. Two more ETFs briefly before we move on. Here's a look at the SMH ETF. It's been trading pretty sideways the last couple of weeks, but moving slightly below its recent range today. Friday, down about 1% on the week, down 1.5%, now down three weeks in a row. A volume has been on the quiet side, but we, we're seeing some damage done to some of the chips as of late. Yeah, and some individual names, you know, some are doing suffering more than others. I mean, some are holding up and others aren't. So yeah, this bears watching. I mean, chips were really leading 
and not so much the last few weeks. If this can get going again, be great for the market rally. Uh, don't want to see much many further losses would start to be worrisome, I think, here. Mm -hmm. And, of course, uh, precedents or models work until they don't. But this kind of reminds me of, um, no, that's not the one I was, I was thinking of. There was a, maybe it was kind of around this area, this first, mm. this first pullback for the home builders as it was trying to make a move that set up near the moving averages could have been a good opportunity to uh, add to a position. I mean, this, this was another area, although it had a shakeout, um, but a pullback to the moving averages can uh, potentially offer buying opportunities. But that's the tricky thing about the 50-day line is because it could signal an early entry or it could also signal a sell signal. Yeah, if this breaks below, you know, the 10-week line, 50-day line, that's that's a buy area or, yeah, but a big break would be a negative, definitely a big negative. So here we go. Yeah, an important juncture here. Okay, well, let's take a look at some stocks. Speaking of... Uh, potential support or a break below the 50-day line. Arista Networks has earnings in 10 days, but this has been uh, one of the top performing stocks in 2023, at least when you combine uh, technical strength along with strong fundamentals, uh, because it has strong performance in the last couple of earnings reports especially. So seeing it pull back here in generally a quieter volume than its move up, uh, seems to be potentially compelling if maybe it can hang around these levels uh, until its earnings report coming up in about a week and a half. What say you, Ed? Yeah, I agree with all that. I mean, there's there's a lot. This almost looks textbook and not necessarily perfectly textbook, but it's like it breaks out. It moves up to the you know the sell area, okay, and that's an area why it's not because everything's doomed, it's going to fail. But sometimes stocks will fall apart, or sometimes they'll base for a while, and we'll see. We're we're seeing that basing thing now. We don't know. Maybe it's going to break below the 50-day, 10-week line. Uh, so that's happening. The pullback. There have been some high-volume days, so that is a little worrisome mm -hmm. on that front. So I don't want to say perfect. Uh, the other reason to be interested in this, this one has earnings in 10 days, okay? But next week will be important because Microsoft and Meta Platforms are two of its biggest customers. So if they say, we're not spending any money next year, this next year, you're probably going to see Arista have some drops. A lot of a lot of its moves in the recent months have been have been on what say Meta has said, honestly. Uh, so that'll be important. And it's just, just a lesson because in the next couple of weeks, there's, you, you not only need to pay attention to what your holdings are doing, but yeah. what what all these other related names will do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, whether it's in the, the same theme, the same industry group, direct competitors, never know what could uh, impact your stock positively or, or negatively, but uh, at least being aware of when some of these peers or other related stocks or, you know, customers or suppliers um, are reporting is very, very good to know. And now let's take a look at ticker TJX. This was our stock of the day today. So uh, a bit on the defensive side of retail here, but taking a closer look at the daily chart, we've seen some relatively tight action as of late. A uh, nice move higher on Thursday. It did reverse lower today, but it's carving the right side of the base. And with this stock, it has a little bit of time before its earnings report. A little bit of time. So that's nice to see. There's a few things about this is that there's that there's basically a handle, which you've got that trend line on, but that handle was like 
just a few cents too low to be proper. So, but you could still use it. And it did cross above the 50 day line. And so there was a trend line in that handle or even from the top of the base. Uh, so it was probably actionable from that or just wait for the short term levels. Uh, you know, the growth is pretty decent for the next couple of years. Some of its peers, some, you know, maybe not direct peers, but, you know, you have your Walmart, all, all these bargain outlet. There's a few names out there that are doing well in this space. Uh, I'd say the real negative right now is that the relative strength line has been weakening all year, uh, in which, I mean, a stock that's been basing all year is going to see that. But that's that's something to keep in mind. It had a strong run before that, but you'd like to see that RS line come up a little bit. Uh, it hasn't really uh, in the last week. So that's the one thing, but it's uh, there's some positives of definitely about this name. Mm-hmm. We will keep that in mind. And now let's take a look at JPM. This is JP Morgan. Uh, strong week last week, up another 1.3% this week. So this seems like it's been holding up much better than uh, a lot of the other bank names. But what do you think about what we've seen with this stock lately? Yeah, you probably could have done an early entry off the 50-day line on earnings. I mean, you know, again, it was the beginning of bank earnings season. So it would have been sort of bold to do that because you just didn't know how it would react and how others would react the fact is, is now it's now it seems to be pausing. So technically, you know, maybe it forms a, a a handle here. That would be great. But there's a lot of pauses. Like the earnings are pretty strong. Uh, people know this one isn't going to fail. The government isn't going to let this one fail. And as a result, uh, JP, there's probably can provide cheaper deposits still, even though a lot of online banks are paying well over four percent. They can probably keep low rates even relative to some other giants. Uh, and that helps its profitability, where a lot of the regional banks are probably going to see, uh, you know, weaker, weaker profit, you know, structure for uh, longer term. So this one is a real standout in that regard. Now, I don't know. You have to say, like, how much of a move it can have. But this, you know, if you're this one is actually, you know, acting very well given all the turmoil in the banking system. Mm-hmm. And on that gap up on earnings, it uh, basically uh, got back to levels where it was before the mm-hmm. banking drama. So that was good to see it really um, snap back from that. So thank you so much for that analysis, Ed. And as we prepare for the week ahead, Seems like uh, we got a little pencil sharpening to do, a little studying up, uh, not only for stocks that are in our portfolios, but our watch lists as well. Yeah, this is not such a great time to be buying stocks with the market going sideways, but a lot of things are setting up. And so, and earnings season will presumably provide some opportunities. We'll see how them, but, uh, you know, I just sort of wait to see how the market reacts, how sectors react. There could be a lot of opportunities. I would get try to get a wide list. I mean, if you were just looking at growth stocks, you're not going to find J.P. Morgan. You're not going to find J. You know, and there's a lot of yeah. and the home builders and all these other names. So you want to be getting casting a wide net and then honing in on maybe the stocks that are really close to buy points or the ones that you really think have big potential, uh, and put a little bit more time into those because there could be some real opportunities in the next few weeks, and you do you just want to be ready to take advantage of that. Sounds like a plan, Ed. Thanks so much. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Coming up at 5 p.m. Eastern, join me over on my YouTube channel. You can search Alyssa Corum IBD on YouTube for an all-new season of Trader Tales. 
single A Capitals. Jay Johnny is going to be joining me to talk about how he looks at the NASDAQ to switch on and off his market buy signals and how he's been able to capture some monster moves with a key sell signal that helps him know when to hold and when to fold. So that's coming up at 5 p.m. Eastern. So I'll see you there. Thanks so much, Ed. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll be back on Monday. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.